Hey everyone, it's Mike, just giving you a spoiler warning for the first two episodes of Secret Invasion. So if you have not seen the episodes yet and don't want to be spoiled, please stop and come back after you've seen the episodes. Or if you don't or if you've already seen it or you just do not care, go right ahead. Hello everyone and welcome back to the MN Marvel Mania podcast. My name is Mike. My name is Nick. And Oh my God, I've been waiting for this. We didn't talk about it last week. We missed the first episode, but we're here talking secret invasion. I, my God. Okay, so <laughs> on Disney Plus secret invasion. All right, so Nick, uh, we missed last week. We we, last had, week, yeah. we we were just so busy. Um, I, I was tweeting a bunch about it, but I, I, and I put up a TikTok. We didn't have the time to sit down, record, and discuss this whole thing. Episode one last week. We're going to talk about episode one a little bit here, and then we're going to move into episode two. Uh, so, Nick, look, episode one was a banger. Spoilers ahead, by the way. Uh, yes. Tell me what you thought. Episode one, I felt uh, it felt different. It felt different, but a good different. Not that not this this bad different. We've been you know having on for a while now. This show the the i know a lot of people hate on the what's called they hate on the uh the intro yeah you want to you want to address that quick because that was a huge thing online it's a huge thing online because apparently it was created by ai but to me i honestly like it just because it kind of represents what the show is about and that's just you know it's an invasion it's meant to be like very weird and you know and it's like a dark it's like a dark show too it's it's like it is the by far besides moon knight i'd have to say it's one of the darkest MCU shows that they've created so far. I'd, I'd I'd actually probably say this is a little darker than Moon Knight so far. You know, at least with Moon Knight, there was a little bit of levity with the Stephen Grant stuff in the first couple episodes. Yep. You know, if we're talking just the first couple episodes here, I mean, this one, the humor has been like very few and far in between. I mean, listen, Nick Fury brings Samuel Jackson will bring humor to the character. It is. I love it. I mean, we remember Captain Marvel. I mean, he was he was hysterical in that. I mean, albeit he was playing a younger Nick Fury, uh, mm-hmm. less more innocent Nick Fury, less jaded. But you know, now it's like now we're finally seeing like Nick Fury. You know, all these years later. So, uh, dude, episode one. Uh, I guess I'll we'll talk a, uh, a little bit of the quick spoilers for episode one. Um, so the first scene. Uh, there was the it, uh, so. The first five minutes were available online for weeks. Uh, you yeah, could go to like the beginning. Yeah, go to that secret website and you could watch this scene with Everett Ross and this other guy about how the scrolls are behind all the attacks and everything. And then Everett Ross uh, starts to escape, and that's where the show uh, finally starts picking up. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he's quickly revealed to be a scroll, <laughs> Everett Ross. Yeah, which uh, was like, which was the thought was like, oh. Is that the real Everett Ross, though? We were, you know, and I think he's still he's still around. Uh, I, I'm of the belief. and uh, I think I said this last week or I mentioned it somewhere. Uh, he's probably in Wakanda, the real the real Everett Ross. Well, because he got taken by Okoye, right? Yeah. At the end of uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. My thinking is, is basically this with him. So he got disavowed by the CIA and everything. Yes. Right? By Val. By Valentina and all that. He escapes to Moscow, uh, or this version of him uh, takes up on the information. Hey, he's persona non grata anymore, whatever. 
you know, we're going to use him to get information for people who may not know about him being like, you know, a fugitive and whatnot. Yeah. And then this guy used it. And then Maria Hill figured out like, yeah, no, the Everett Ross isn't working with me, <laughs> you know? So, and that's when she just walks in and they take him out. Yeah. Cause he knew I, as soon as I saw him run and then all of a sudden he plonked so far to the ground where I was like, Oh, this dude dead. <laughs> It. Um, I was spoiled on it. I, I mentioned that in my TikTok review. Uh, I was spoiled on it. I didn't. I didn't get to see it naturally. I opened Twitter that morning, and the first tweet I saw is "spoiler." I can't believe that they have him as a scroll, and I'm like, motherfucker. So I thought that was the big reveal of that episode. No, the big reveal was at the end of the episode. Yeah. So I mean, we can we we can uh, we we can jump there quick. Uh, so Maria Hill gets killed at the end of episode one. Uh. Obviously, a character who's been around for a decade now. So, one of the one of the things that like really stuck out to me with that was how, amidst everything that we saw with this show, like the entire marketing campaign had Kobe Smulders painted as like one of the main cast members. She was on posters, she was doing commercials, and then she gets wasted at the end of the first episode, bro. <laughs> like. <laughs> To, I mean, listen. I guess that's just how Marvel does their marketing. They just they're deceptive. They, no, that we. I mean, we've always known that, but like to kill off a character that's that's been around for a while. I mean, I mean, I guess it was it was due, right? I mean, I'm th- no, no, no. I mean, look, it makes perfect sense in the context of what they're going for with this series, Fury has not been around for a long time. He's been up and up at Saber this entire time. And Mm -hmm. we still don't really know the reason why he left other than them keep saying that after the blip, he wasn't the same. So he goes up there, he comes back down, Maria Hill calls him. And for a fight that really is very Fury centric, the scroll story is practically all Nick Fury. You know, practically. I mean, at that point, like, when we get into episode two more, obviously you'll see like the like the flashbacks that they go to. You know, the, there's a scene in episode two. I mean, where which makes it all the clear. And the thing that really sticks out to me about her death is how Gravik, the villain of the show, mm-hmm. uh, turns into Nick Fury to kill her. You know? know, and she thinks that he's the one that like shot her and killed her. That's no, the... I, I, no, I think maybe for a half second, but then she knew what the situation was. She knew about the scrolls. Uh, I don't know. It's just kind of sad because when the real Nick comes up and starts holding her and everything, she says it was you, like, but not like it's you who killed me. It's like no, he was you. Yeah. And Fury saw it himself. I mean, Fury saw that Gravik had turned into him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he the like that really showed me like. We didn't see him for like a little bit in the uh, in the episode, but the first episode, I mean, you could tell how much of a menace he is. Like he is literally, he doesn't give he doesn't give a fuck. Like he just is, he's looking for blood. Like he wants to wipe out the human race. Yeah, he like, wants. So yeah, no, they want to form um, new Skrullos, right? Like that was the name of their old planet that got new, taken over by the Kree. Yeah, new Skrullos, which they they have like a, a safe. A safe haven, I guess you call it. There's um, somewhere somewhere in Russia they have like an entire area to themselves. Yeah, it's all um, radioactive where scrolls can live. Yeah. 
And I got to tell you, it's it's kind of like, I really like this. You know what? This feels like a natural continuation of Captain Marvel. You know, when you think about the scrolls, because all we knew after Captain Marvel was that Fury had was working with Talos a bit, sure. Mm. But we never really saw what was going on with the scrolls. It would make sense that, and clearly Fury and Captain Marvel were not able to find them another home. It would make sense that, you know, they would come to Earth like this. It would. I just, I mean, I know, like, we never, after Captain Marvel, we never really knew what happened to, like, if they got a home or not. They never really went into detail about it. Which is, which is good because that's why they left this storyline open specifically for this. So, like, when you saw uh, Talos and, uh, and was it Gaia? Gaia, yeah. Uh, and you see them at the end of Far From Home in the post-credits. No, no, no. That wasn't Gaia. That was his wife. That was Soren. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Soren, Soren. Soren. Um, so you by see the way, who, by the way, is dead now. Who is dead now. It's so, like her last appearance, I guess, was Far From Home. Like, that was... Um, but, yeah, like... I mean, when that was the last time, like, we saw them from that point, like, because Nick Fury was still up at Sabre and everything. And, like, it was it was all weird. Like, Nick Fury had no idea, like, what was going on with, with like, what's going on on Earth. Like, he's so – it seems like he's out of the game, but, like, he's not. Well, I don't know. He doesn't know. I feel like he doesn't know as much anymore. I mean, even uh, Sonya tells him as much in episode one. He's like this new Nick Fury who, you know, doesn't know everything anymore. Like, he's not a great partner in a war against the Skrulls, you know? And the fact is, like, this this whole series, and, and again, this is to me why it makes sense with what happened with Maria Hill. Um, It makes sense from the perspective of this is, re- look, this is really Nick Fury's show. And... Mm-hmm we're finally seeing him beyond a shield badge or beyond whatever role we see him in basically where he's always been the director of something. We're seeing him more as like a normal person. Obviously he's Nick Fury, but you know, he's like fighting his own battles and this is a personal battle for him with the scrolls and everything like that. He, and you know, the guilt, the feelings that he has about with like Maria Hill dying because of him, he would probably feel like to some degree, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that's that's the type of stuff that, you know, really helps drive a story forward. I'll say this here. If this what reminds me of uh, of this show right now is when after the Winter Soldier movie, um, he went off on his own. And also <clears throat> you saw like uh, like he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything. And he was he just did his own thing. Some something that we never really got to see. So this kind of takes me back to this and it's like okay now we have a story where it's all about him <clears throat> you know there's I mean, no i mean hell they even said it in episode two when he was talking to Rhodey. you think we should get our friends involved yeah and we know why they want their friends involved like we'll get to that yeah but it's like this show really does because even Rhodey's not backing him up you know he's like talos is against them not at this point but like he's he, they you know he is literally just by himself at this point and like at the end of episode two obviously you could tell there's a little bit more to his story yeah um but you know, like we're you know, talking about episode two we should probably just get into it you know we might as well i mean any any details we should get into episode one i mean yeah i mean really the only thing left from episode one that we had to talk about was talos a bit and gaia uh gaia talos's daughter from captain marvel 
now she's all grown up. The mom's dead. Um, who apparently allegedly she was killed by Gravik. Mm-hmm. Um, her. and yeah. Guy is now working for Gravik. And she was involved in the bombing in Moscow. She was telling them where all the bags were going to be planted. Either she gave them false information on purpose or Garavik switched up the plan. Who knows? What's uh what's uh the lady that uh what's called that Nick Fury went to go see? Or Sonya. that got captured by Nick Fury? Sonya. Sonya, okay. She's uh she's pretty I think she's gonna wind up teaming up with Fury. Yeah, no, uh so we see this in episode two. Uh she's definitely got a different approach than him. Um okay. Her approach with the scrolls is is more Cree like, in the sense that like I think she's kind of like no no prisoners no anything like that like you know mm-hmm. we have to win this, whereas Fury obviously knows that there's Gravik type and then there's people like Talos in the scrolls. So yeah, she's like uh, what's called she she kind of reminds me of Val a little bit. A little bit no she's got that kind of vibe. You got know? that kind of vibe where she's just like she makes some jokes but she's so serious at the same time. Really, I did like the scene in episode two where where <laughs> it's weird to say that you like a scene where she's torturing somebody, but I, I I thought what I'm really trying to convey is that I like the way that her character was like she was she was cracking jokes she was like you know tormenting this freaking scroll, but it, you know the best the best line she was like uh didn't your mother ever tell you not to play with your meat <laughs> your fucking eye hours oh yeah I know because she was in a meat locker I was like that is uh, hilarious. But yeah, episode two. So episode two starts out with the aftermath of the the bombing that kills Maria Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she gets shot. Two thousand people dead. I mean, and, and it, still and still climbing because they they have to clear the rubble and yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, two thousand people dead. Like it didn't seem like it was that big of a bomb in the first episode, but like two thousand dead. I mean, Jesus Christ. So, so episode two starts out, and then uh, Talos and Fury escape. And they're on the train. I mean, there, there was something before that, but either way, the gist of it is they get to the train. And this is where they have their falling out, which to me is like probably some of the most critical stuff in the episode, simply because and I think I, I think it was either you or Stacey that said something to the effect of like, you know, Talos is an interesting character, mm-hmm. but like, you know, he seems like somebody who might die in this show. And, you know, I think I'm not sure if that was you who said that, but Nayusa was Stacy who said that. Um, Putting him and Fury into this position where they're on the opposite sides of one another really, to me, is like interesting. And I think it really is like meant to make Fury just seem like he's all on his own here. No Hill. Everett Ross is a scrawl. Talos is now, you know, working on his own from him because, of well, obviously the reveal here. Uh, on the train is that it turns out that Talos is the one and there's a million scrolls on Earth. Fury mm-hmm. thought it was less. There's, there's a million scrolls on Earth. The but entire, he's, he said, all of them that survived are here. Because he sent, he literally called all of them during the snap because Nick Fury was nowhere to be found. And think about it like this, the world was also half snapped, so there was more room for scrolls. Mm-hmm. And actually, and you know, honestly, it makes sense to me that Talos, having survived the snap, would do that then. <clears throat> yeah you know i and mean then, i mean then look fury 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 gets pissed off at him oh yeah big time you know and because talos never really filled him in on that fact you know which i i understand but like i kind of i'm i'm really from a guy who was the villain of the for the first half of captain marvel 
to where he is now. Like, I really do have a lot of sympathy for his character, you know, given like what we've seen, obviously, with his daughter now, the fact that his wife is dead and that really Fury, who's like his only ally on Earth, you know, is also in like a position right now where like he's so jaded, you know, know, it's hard to work with him. I mean, I could see what's called. I could see him dying 100 percent because there were there were talks about uh, Gaia being like the new like uh, like partner for Nick Fury. It would make sense. It would make sense. And supposedly she's supposed to be like she might get super scroll powers, too. Well, I mean, that kind of goes into what uh, the plot of this episode was talking about. Yeah, I forget. The, what was the name of this episode? I forget the name. Yeah, because every every episode has a meaning. Yeah, but uh, so basically we find out in this episode. So Talos hinted at it, uh, the Council of the Skrulls, all of them on Earth. And we see just how far into power they have, like, drifted and taken over. They mentioned it in the first in the first episode. I got kicked off the council. You know, it's I was like, oh, and then I saw and I was like, oh, Talos got kicked off the council. Yeah, kicked off the council and, and Gravik took over. So I was like, I was like, oh, this so this is the council. So they literally took over all these positions of power. <laughs> like I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, no. Well, one is a really uh, Shooter McGavin uh, from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I forget McGavin. the actor's name. Uh, but either way, he he plays like a, a really influential news host. He reminds uh, that, me of, uh, of of Tucker Carlson in a way. Like, oh no, it, it's meant to be like a Fox News kind of. Oh, your Fox News. I, I think I think the name of the the um. Of the channel was FXN News, so Fox yeah. kind of. Uh, so yeah, now he was definitely supposed to be like a Tucker Carlson type. Uh, then you have the Prime Minister of the UK, mm-hmm. um, and then we didn't mention—I didn't mention this in episode one. There's got to be somebody in the high level of the United States, mm-hmm. and you know, my thought was that maybe it could be the president because we met the president for two seconds in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe the president's a scrawl, but Nick, I, it could I, be. I listen. You, 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 you want to get into it? I mean, we could talk about him in this no, episode. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, but like, I know you said it last week. I was like, I was like, all right, you think the president's a scroll? Okay, fair. That 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 would make sense. But to me, when I said last week before the episode, I'm like, I feel like it would make more sense for Rhodey to be a scroll and to have all of his men be scrolls. Because the way he acted in this episode episode was very, very suspicious. I don't know if it was just he's just dumb with fury, but like we never really saw interactions between them. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, Rhodey doesn't seem like the type of person to act like that. Like I like you see he you see his interactions with Tony, and you get like he still has like he still has that sympathy. He still has like that that feeling where it's like I, you know I I want to trust you on this, but I can't. He's like pushing hard on him, like like you're, he she fired him. He was like, "Oh, I'm a politician. I can't be dealing." I'm like, "This ain't Rhodey, bro. This ain't that's not him." Like, yeah. So, uh, the the background of his Rhodey's obviously like one of the president's top advisors in this now, uh, probably one of the high ranking men in the military. After all, he's done. He deserves it. I thought he was Secret Service. No, he uh, no no because he's always been with the Air Force, which tells me maybe he's like a military advisor. So, after the bombing, uh, the the Russians start blaming the U.S. The World War Three's on the way. Like that's what the scrolls are doing here. They're kicking the humans to pin them against each other, and then the scrolls take over the earth. So, 
uh, Rhodey is getting questioned. I think it, it might have been the UN or NATO or something like that. Oh, oh also one of the heads of NATO is a scroll. You know, another yep. thing. So starts going into all this stuff, you know, and then like you just you just see Rhodey like sitting there, and like there were moments where like I'm like, nah, this is Rhodey. He's like, nah, if Slovakia gives me another side eye. I'm gonna put the car. I'm gonna put the suit on and start carpet bombing them. You know, uh, I mean, there was little things, but like Rhodey when Fury finally reaches out to him, because the reason Rhodey was testifying was because they were asking him about Fury and whether Fury was there on a U.S. government sanctioned operation and whatnot. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, Saber is an arm of the U.S. government. Uh, yes. Well, the the president, the government funds Saber. It, right? funds, so, it, funded, it funded Shield. It funded all that. Yeah. So now a sword, I would presume, too. It's called. It's supposed to be called sword, but they call it saber, right? Oh no, the saber. Saber is sword in space, isn't it? Saber is sword in space. I think. Either way, it was kind of like okay, so that conversation between Fury and Rhodey was one of the most interesting things I, I have seen from a Marvel Disney Plus show mm-hmm. because you don't know if you can trust Rhodey. You just don't. Dude, he was making call outs like, oh, why don't, why don't we, you know, call our friends? Or it's like. Rhodey said that, right? Yeah. See, that kind of further int- intimates to me that Rhodey is a scroll because would the real Rhodey want to, re- like Fury says, Fury's like, nah, because then the next thing you know, they're imitating them. And then, you know, then we have Avengers being infiltra- infiltrated by the scroll. It's like, wouldn't, wouldn't Rhodey know that? Like, they want. They want his power. They want the, the powers. They need all the tech. As you could see when we saw in the episode, uh, you know, Gaia was looking like how to make the Super Scrolls. There was samples of Groot called Obsidian, uh, Frost Beast from Jotunheim. You had Extremis from Iron Man 3. You had all these different things to create Super Scrolls. And they want more because they want more power to be stronger. The, the one thing that I saw was the super scroll is only supposed to be like one scroll, not multiple. But the super scroll was originally a villain of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. It uh the the super scroll was basically took the powers of the Fantastic Four. That's like the the backstory to really so, what the scroll is. I guess in this particular case maybe the scrolls would want to get some Avengers powers for that. Yes, I mean mostly like I don't even know what powers you want. You get the Hulk, you get Thor, Captain, um, Marvel. Captain Marvel, like all these. And the thing is, when I hear like when he was like, oh, like bring bring your like, you know, mommy call our friends. I'm like, who's really left? Like, oh, I mean, I mean, on Earth, not many, you know, like I feel like I feel like there's not a lot like there's not like a really an Avengers team built right now. Like there hasn't you know, that's that's the thing is like. It's like, who are you going to call? I guess, well, I mean, you could call Falcon, no, now Captain America. I feel like uh, they're all, I, I just feel like they're all over the place right now. No, no, it is. Uh, it's completely all over the place. And, and, and I mean, it wouldn't make sense to bring them all in just for that reason. I mean, like, there is no Avengers at the moment. There is no Avengers at the moment. There are Avengers, like, separate. There's, like, an Avenger here and there, but, like, they're not together. So, let me ask you this. If Rhodey is a scroll, how what's the story? How long has he been a scroll? Would you think? 
I'd have to say he he's been a scroll since I want to say after Endgame, mm-hmm. because to me, for for him having all that story being told, and then all of a sudden he's just a scroll, just kind of defeats the purpose. Like him seeing Tony's death would to me it would be meaningless for mm-hmm. him. Like no, very good point for, for his character. Um, you know, and I feel like he also mentioned when he was talking to Fury. He was also explaining that um, he heard about the scrolls around 15 years ago. Now you think back 15 years ago, that's like, that's around like Iron Man, right? Iron Man two. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, he heard about him back then. It's like, okay, maybe you know, you know, maybe Rhodey did know about scrolls at that point, but is it just like, you know, is it really him though? Like, uh, that's the thing. I, have a hard, I really have a hard time believing that they are. As much as like the theory is panning out in my head with him being a scroll, like there's just a part of me that's like he's getting his own movie, you know, they're not gonna make Rhodey a scroll. You know, that'd be just crazy. But like it would it would be the perfect twist to like really show just like how crazy the invasion is. Like if they I'll tell you this, I saw a video saying, What if he uh what's it called? What if he became a scroll after he got injured in civil war? He got captured at some point when he was at his lowest. Uh huh. He, he got swapped out when he was like being tested to see what they could do. Because he, at that point, he was at his most vulnerable. He could he could barely walk. Yeah. So at that point, they're like, "Oh, maybe he switched." They switched him out at that point. I Interesting. Don't know. I don't know, but but like again, I think about it. Like it, you look at how Rhodey was in Endgame, how he was in Infinity War, like with Tony and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it wouldn't make sense if 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 he was a scroll at that point, because then like, he's not close with Tony. It would have to be after Endgame. The swap was made. It would have to be. I also like, like when you think about who is a scroll, it's really hard. Cause they're not going to bring, they're not going to just bring somebody in and they like Rhodey is, is a, is a good person. Rhodey, Rhodey, Everett Ross, Maria Hill, all characters that people, let's be honest, people don't care about as much as other people, as other heroes. So that's well, why they bring. Well, they're them. mostly they're mostly sidekicks. They're mostly side characters. That's why they bring them in. But like, I ever thought about this. Like, oh, what if you know, did, did scrolls invade Wakanda? Like, because Wakanda is like a very secure nation. So it's it like, you know, it's just interesting to think about. The possibilities are endless in that respect. No, they really are. It's... But I mean, for for Rhodey in this episode, I mean. Part of me feels they're trying to get us to think he's a scroll by having him do something like this. When in actuality, it could just be Rhodey. Things are changing. Rhodey's character has changed. You know, like you mentioned, like, oh, he's this funny person. Like, I'm like, but that's with Tony. That's how he is with Tony. Tony's his best friend. Mm. You know, and then like you you compare that to how he is with business. I mean, Rhodey's always been all business like that. You know, yeah. Iron Man 3 with the Iron Patriot. You know, you think back to Iron Man 1 with him uh, telling Tony to take it easy. You think back to even Iron Man 2 with him taking the suit on behalf of the government, the War Machine suit, the first one. Mm. You know, you think of him doing all of that. And, you know, all of that kind of just serves to show, like, Rhodey really is, like, you know, he's loyal to his country and everything like that. To the point that he probably would be willing to, you know, tell Fury off when Fury fucks up. And look, did Fury fuck up here? Not really. Maybe not. not. Maybe not entirely, but, you know, Fury's whole backstory here is kind of crazy. And, like, that brings us to uh, 
that scene from early in the episode where with the flashback. Yes. Yeah, so before he was, uh, what's it called? They go back to what was it, nineteen seventy-five? No. So the first thing they show is uh, footage from Captain Marvel. They show uh, that. Yeah, and then they move to ninety-seven, two years later. Yes. Okay. So, so we get to see a de-aged Nick Fury again. Again, yes. Which honestly, pretty good job. Yeah, but um, now he's got the eye patch. He's got the eye patch. So we didn't see that until uh, we saw him like pick out like eyes at the end of Captain Marvel. We never saw like the official eye patch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we so we saw him, and uh, we see now that uh, all the like most of the scrolls are now on Earth. Some are spread out all across the universe. Um, and now you have uh, you have Gaia, you have uh, I keep for Serena, Serena, right? Serena. Talos's wife. Oh, Soren. Soren, Soren, Soren. I'm gonna butcher that. Um, yeah, no. So she she introduced is is she the one that introduces Gravik? No, it's it's some lady. Mm-hmm. Like it's some it's some other scroll. People are saying it's the scroll that uh had told had told Monica Rambeau at the end of Wandavision, like where he was. Maybe, but, but at the same time, she didn't look she didn't look the same. I like to me that bothers me. It's like you know, it's you can't tell these scrolls apart. I mean, it's kind of tell hard. these scrolls. It's kind of hard. But to me, the only, she, one, the only scrolls that can really tell apart were Talos and Soren. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, but you can tell even what's called like like Gaia was was a little bit different compared to how she was in in Captain Marvel. She was a little different. Um, but even like, I'm sorry, but like when I look at Gravik, like dude, man's got a big head. No, no, he does. <laughs> he's got a big. He's got a so, big. Head. The whole the whole thing with Gravik, and and we see it in this episode. You know, coming from that scene, so Fury tells him, "I'll keep your word to me if you keep if I'll you keep your word to me. I'll keep my word to you." Mm-hmm. And so, this is what we don't know. We don't know what went wrong between Fury and Gravik. Mm-hmm. We no. don't we don't know what went wrong, but we know at some point along the line, Gravik says that Fury betrayed them. Yeah, well, so, we don't know the reason why. I mean, I guess, but like he went missing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but that's my thing. Like, are we talking about something that happened 15 years ago, or are we talking about something that happened like around the blip? Like, we really don't know. I think it's around the blip. People kept speculating that he was his son, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. That Gravik. Well, all right. Well, in order for him to be his son, that would have to mean Fury's fucking a scroll, right? And like, that's, that's not happening. I don't, I don't think he was, I don't think he was screwing around with a scroll until. Let, let's peel, peel the band-aid off, peel off later on i mean listen so, we see her we see her in the first scene no we see her yeah so the big reveal from this episode episode one the big the big thing was maria hill getting killed at the end this episode nick fury's wife is a scroll mm-hmm. now here's my question does he know i'd have to imagine right like does he know she's a scroll because we walk in, we see her, or well, the camera's in there, and we see her, and she's a scrawl. She switches into human form, and Fury walks in. Is Priscilla Fury a scrawl that Fury knows about? It's tough. I mean, it would make for a better story if he didn't know. 
I mean, it'd be interesting if he doesn't know after all these years, right? And then all of a sudden, Gravik is his son. But oh uh, no, I mean, but but because in order in order for that to work, Fury would have had to be with her for years before the events of Captain Marvel. I know, and he also what's called they also mentioned that his parents died. Exactly, like they mentioned that his parents died. So, like, obviously, that's not it. Be funny as hell though. I'd be like, yeah, oh, wouldn't it? God. So either way, that reveal was crazy. Um, but I am in look. Uh, Nick Fury's family life, very scarcely mentioned, you know. I mean, he was always a secret guy. We never really knew. He was just like, uh, what's it called, like Black Widow and Hawkeye. Like, they were all secret, you know. Tony Stark, Tony Stark said it. It's Nick Fury. His secrets have secrets. Secrets have secrets. It's very true, you know. And, I mean, I he, he doesn't have uh, a family or a wife or anything in the comics, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the case. Oh no, he does, but she's not. She's not a, a scroll. I think. Yeah. But, but look, hell of a, hell of a twist. Hell of a twist to throw on this episode. I mean, they're every if they keep doing this every episode. I mean, look, it, it would go in. It would go in line with what we're expecting here. This this is this is not cookie cutter. Now this is not cookie cutter in the same way all these other shows have been considered. There's no formula here. Like, they really have room to play with, you know? And it pisses me off when I go online and I see people calling this show boring or calling this show slow or calling this show dark. I'm like, okay. You spend, you, this is my Marvel, my rant towards the Marvel fandom. To the people out there saying that about this show, I say this. Did you enjoy Thor Love and Thunder? Like, seriously, like, forget the couple of laughs that you have. Did you enjoy watching Thor get turned into a joke? You know, regardless of what you think about that movie. And I think and I think it's an okay movie. It's not great, you know, but like, you enjoy that? Did you enjoy She-Hulk? where it was all this humor, and for me, I'm sorry, humor subjective, but, like, didn't work for me. You know? This is what people have been begging for. Oh, we want something with Marvel that's, like, you know, dark and has some real mature tones. Here it is. Oh, man. It's frustrating to me how there's always going to be the flip-up, and I, that's just social media, but there's always going to be the flip-up one way or the other. Either it's not good, because it's too dark or it's not good because it's too funny. It's too joking. It doesn't take anything serious enough. I don't know. I mean, I think they do a pretty good job on this show. They, they hit some comedy points. It's, it's like winter soldier, dude. It's got a winter soldier feel to it. Well, yeah. I mean, nope. brought up Alexander Pierce too, for like a second. It, you know, Alexander Pierce's name, because in a, in a way, Nick, this show is a continuation of that sort of political sp- spy genre. It's it's it takes every movie that Nick Fury's been in and just combines it into the story. Like it just brings oh. back, it just brings back it brings all these things together for him, which is good because you know we don't really see you know we don't see a lot of Nick Fury as much. Seeing Fury as the outsider, as the guy not on top, you know, as the guy who's not in control of everything, seeing him in this position where. He is the one. He he's taking orders from Rhodey. Was taking orders from Rhodey. It was, you know, 
it's 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 nuts to me and that is why i'm liking what i'm seeing because it's it's flipping what we've seen for 15 years on its head you know for all this time he was either director of shield or he had his own helicarrier and came to save the avengers and ultron or he was on a space station you know, now the dude is fighting and he is the man that has no advantage <sighs> it's a nice turn on things it is nice. I like it. I mean, what was the last show we had? For this? Yeah. She-Hulk. Oh, this is, this is a big difference. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay? Like, you compare, you compare Secret Invasion, and then you compare it to She-Hulk, which last, like, total 180. Total 180, and I mean, look, look, we're only two episodes in. We're, we're only two episodes in. So I'm not gonna I'm not going to sit here and like spew like, oh, this is the greatest thing is ever. It's not, and it won't be, but it is a damn, damn good start. For the first two episodes, we're a third of the way through. It has been damn good, and I got I got to be honest with you, it's kind of making me wish that this was either more episodes or hoping that they give this a season two somehow. Somehow, I mean, the the one thing I like about this is that, it, like, the second episode was a little bit longer than the first. Yeah, no, it was fifty eight minutes. I mean, the length of the episodes is longer, you know. And and look, I mean, compared to She Hulk, the quality is higher for me so far. You know, it's just it, they're really doing what we're asking them to do, and that's just not not push us and give us so much. Just give us a good quality show or movie that's all we ask for we love we love the stuff all we but, need but actually just just put more you know put more into it you know it's all we need man and you know what quite frankly i'm I'm enjoying it so far you know so i i can't ask for anything more no it's great i mean i i don't even care that we don't have post-credit scenes like every time like i watch the show oh i'm like i'm like damn that was good i can't wait till next week i know i know so yeah, speaking of next week, Nick, you're running the show, man. I'm out of here. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking an exam in a couple of weeks. So a couple of weeks before I, I'm going to be studying up. So Nick is going to be running the podcast the next couple of weeks with his brother. Uh, I will be back for the finale episode uh, mm-hmm. when it comes out. So I'll be reviewing that one with Nick. I'm going to be watching, but I'm not going to have the the time probably to sit down and review it with him. If I do, I mean, that's great. I'll pop in if I can. But if I, I can't, then I'll... Nick and his brother will be doing it. Yeah, well, uh, well what's called? My, Michael put in, uh, I told Mike to put in his two cents on a video recording. So uh, we'll have his voice on here for like a solid minute. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll record my quick thoughts and I'll send it over to you. Like one minute thoughts over on the episode. So you guys, it'll be like I'm here, but in reactuality, for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be the the N Marvel Mania podcast. N Marvel Mania podcast, which has a weird ring to it. <laughs> the N Marvel Mania podcast. Marvel Mania, good. Um. But yeah, any any final thoughts on these first two episodes, Nick? I mean, so far they've been they've both been great. I mean, I, when I the best part is is when I first. When I, the first episode when I watched it, it was great. I I watched it. Uh, what did I do? Yeah, I watched it 
Yeah, I watched it in the morning before I went to work. And I did the same thing. Uh, well, what's it called? I did the same thing with uh, with this, with this, with the second episode. And like I, I enjoyed it to where like the point where it was almost like uh, it was almost like a Saturday morning watching cartoons. Saturday cartoon thing, yeah. It, it kind of just felt like I had like I had a bowl of cereal. I was watching the show. I was just I was just enjoying it, and I was like, damn, this like like that's how I know I love this show so far is that I'm just like. I'm just watching, just chilling. Like I'm like, wow, this yeah. is this is. I felt like I was watching like Agents of Shield all over again. Like I was like I was so into the episode. Yeah, of course. Yeah one one thing I forgot to mention from this episode that uh, a scene that really got me. So Maria Hill, uh, her body is returned to the United States, and we see her mom. You see her mom, yes. Yeah, and her mom says, "You're Nick Fury." She's talking to Fury. She's like, "You're Nick Fury." Maria would have followed followed you through the gates of hell and back. And like basically tells him like, you know, don't let her death be for nothing. I don't know what this war is, but don't let it be for nothing, you know? And like hearing that, seeing that it's like that really like knowing just how tight those two have been for a decade, you know, of all, of all these movies and TV shows. It's like, that's fucking wild, man. It is pretty crazy, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. A uh, lot of interesting stuff coming up in the show. Uh, and uh, Nick's going to be here to cover it for you. Oh, yeah. Either I'll have my brother on or I'll have Mike's sister Stacy on. And then we'll go from there. Yeah, man. It's going to be it's going to be rough without Mike. You know, uh, if, if I can, uh, if I can, I'll help you out. If I if I can't, then, you know, unfortunately, you know, I got if, it's only if, a couple of weeks. I will. I will. I will, however, be on the finale episode. If Mike's feeling up to it, he'll come back next week. <laughs> and maybe, maybe <laughs> you'll definitely, you'll definitely at the very least get my minute voice recording to show yes. to chime in and play. I, so, I will get that. So either way, uh, that's going to do it for us here. Uh, so Nick will be back next week. Yes. I will not. I'll see you guys in a few weeks. Although you'll, you'll hear my uh, little voice recordings. Mm-hmm. So for both of us here at the MNN Marvel mania podcast, I've been Mike. I've been Nick. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everyone.